You're listening to the Heritage Ag Solutions Podcast here in Monmouth, Illinois. I'm Justin Alleman. On our show, we discuss agronomy, grain marketing, and other topics to help you improve your profitability. This episode was recorded on July 1st, and as we celebrate our country's independence, I wanted to dedicate an episode to highlighting a local family-owned business producing an American-made product from start to finish. Today's guests are Steve and Josh Law. Steve is a farmer in the Gladstone, Illinois area, and his son Josh works in law enforcement in Las Vegas. They, along with their other family members, own Boldfoot Socks, producing an American-made sock, as Josh says, from dirt to foot. Here is our conversation. All right. Well, today we are sitting down with Steve and Diana Law, and we have their son Josh on the phone calling from Las Vegas, and they are with the Boldfoot Sock Company, and we will get to some of the details on that company, but first, I know you guys do quite a bit of endurance running and and racing and that type of thing. So, Josh, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Uh, Tell us about your background in this type of thing and uh, what led you to having your own sock company. Well, thank you for having us, first of all. So, I guess our running kind of started the same way a lot of people do. You know, we would just run to be healthy, run our two miles, three miles, you know, go do a local 5k. Um, my mom got a little nuts with those, started doing like 40 of them a year. Um, but that was kind of the limit of what we did, you know, our 5k's. And then I don't know exactly what happened. Um, for one, I discovered trail running out here in Las Vegas. I know for a lot of people who visit Las Vegas, they think it's the strip and then a desert. Well, the great thing about the desert is there's a lot of trails. So when I started doing that, I actually started kind of meeting people that do these endurance races I didn't even know existed. And as that was occurring, my family back there, they were getting into half marathons. And then uh, we actually all flew to Seattle together and ran a marathon. And to us, that was the end all be all. You know, you ran a marathon. Oh, my God. You know, it can't be anything else. And I don't know exact day or time or whatever. All of a sudden, it was like, wait, there's something beyond a marathon. So... It just happens I started talking to my mom and dad there, and we decided, and they can probably chime in and fix part of the story, but we decided we were going to do a 50K, which is 31 miles, and that's kind of where the ultra running starts distance. Uh, we were going to do a 50K together in Tennessee, outside of Chattanooga, a race called the Run Amuck. Um, I think that was in 2016. Um, so as preparation for that, I snuck another 50K sorry, in there right before one out here and right outside of Las Vegas. And from there, that's where it kind of continued. And then it started to get a little more crazy for some of us. Um, But it started with that one simple one in Tennessee where the three of us went. And uh, it was a seven mile loop that you ran like four and a half times. And we got our first uh, ultra marathon in. So that was the beginning of it. Okay, well, and you're, I should mention, you're calling from Las Vegas, but, but Steve, you guys live here in Henderson County. Right, <clears throat> right. And are there a lot of runners like you in our area that I just don't know about? or Pretty well hidden. <laughs> I can, if they are, I haven't seen them. <clears throat> no, it's pretty rare. Used to be if people would see us, they might stop and ask us if we needed to ride, but they don't even do that no more. <laughs> because it's like, well, what are you doing out walking on the road? Well, <laughs> you know, so... we. We no, we we don't get stopped anymore, and we just like Josh said, we just 
taken it on and it's grown and well and you farm right yeah, you've got yeah. got some acreage the corn and soybeans and mm-hmm. used to have some livestock mm-hmm. so yeah any farmers out there listening they're more than welcome yes. to uh, join your running club and get fit and it's never next too the, late next thing yeah. you know it might be doing a 50k yeah it's never too late i think i ran my first marathon at age 66 so you can always get started and well in 66 so then within a handful of years now it continues <clears throat> to escalate and Josh, you said 50K, but then you ended up ultimately doing a, what, a 100-mile run? Yes. Uh, about two months ago, I did my first 100-mile race. Um, in between the two, um, I did a uh, 100K out here in the desert of Las Vegas, which is 62 miles. Um, earlier this year, I did a 50-miler. That one was interesting. It was in a park, and it was a two-mile loop that you ran 25 times. And that was kind of used to be training for the 100 miler that ended up happening in April. Um, that one took place in Pekin back there, Pekin, Illinois. Um, and it was amazing, amazing experience. It was in a uh, park trails, a single track trail um, through two different creek crossings up over these hills that I didn't know existed in the Midwest. And um, it was a really neat experience because, for one, it was a 10 mile loop through this park. So you ran the same 10 mile loop for hundred miles, 10 times. And not to just keep rambling on about it, but what made it such an amazing experience for me was I did the first loop alone. Cause that was the course rules. But after that, if you wanted to have what they call a pacer or a support team, you could. And so I had nine more loops and I had every single loop I did. I had someone run with me. Um, that included my sister who ended up running two loops with me. Uh, so she did 20 miles over the day and a half. Um, my girlfriend ran. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you said a, yeah. a day and a half of nonstop running? Yes, it was uh, over 31 hours of running. Wow. And no no breaks, no stops? Um, each, bra- each lap I would stop and they would feed me. I'd change socks because I know a guy that has socks. Um, I'd change socks, change shoes, and like I said, eat, rest for most of my breaks were maybe 10 to 12 minutes and then right back out onto the course. Yeah. So, um, my dad there actually did, uh, two laps with me. So he got 20 miles in my brother-in-law, my they, they two of their friends, my brother that lives up by Chicago, his wife, Sheila, uh, went on a lap with me. And then my mom was there through the entire thing, freezing her butt off, feeding me on every break and, uh, sleeping in horse trailers and whenever she could. <laughs> and then, but just being out there every lap, I'd come in, there was people there ready to, take care of me and get me out into the next one just to make sure we all got it done. And it was an amazing, amazing experience because of that. Cool. So Steve, do you have a hundred mile on your bucket list? Boy, Justin, I would say I haven't thought about it. <clears throat> it just seems so overwhelming. I mean, it took him 30, you know, he started, was at seven or eight on Saturday morning and, you know, three o'clock Sunday afternoon, he's still going. And so it seems a little daunting right at the moment, so I yeah. I never rule anything out. But what's the longest you've run? Well, we did that fifty k in the okay. mountains of Tennessee, so I would be thirty one miles. Thirty one miles, wow! And recently, um, was all of you participated in the Leadville event? Yeah. Well, it just it was just Leadville's just you know the highest city in the United States, ten thousand two hundred maybe roughly ten thousand two hundred feet, and goes up to Mesquita Pass, and it's fifteen and a half mile loop. You go up. 7.75 miles and come back 7 point, same road, same trail. And I found it to be extremely grueling. I think this is my third one. And 
it never ceases to affect me tremendously <laughs> physically. Well, it starts at 10,000, but you go up yeah. to 13,000 13 feet. 13-something, yeah. And what I've seen and what i read is for each 1,000 foot of elevation, you lose 3% of the oxygen. So it's just starting out at Leadville at 10,000 feet, you've lost 30% of the oxygen available. And once you get up to Mesquita Pass, you've lost almost 40%. The endurance, and in which, you know, you I think you've told me you've done some... Just a uh, hike there is grueling, in, let in alone. Colorado. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, and then Josh did a full marathon. We did 15 half. He, he did the 26.2 miles. Yeah, I cannot imagine no, running I can't hear, in that situation. But earlier, Josh, you mentioned uh, you know a guy about socks. So then how does endurance racing running lead into what you guys are currently doing with your socks? The way it all started was... Um, you kind of made a joke about your podcast, which is the same joke I used to make about my, uh, I used to do a little running blog that just kind of humored myself. And uh, I think the only people that read it are sitting next to you. Um, so, but it was just something I kind of did. So I used to do these little blogs about stupid things I thought about when I was out doing long distance runs. And then while I was doing that, I was training for my hundred K race and I was, and I know it sounds you know cliche or like I'm doing a commercial, but I was just going through sock after sock after sock. And I, I spend money on my socks. I'm on my feet. You know, I run for hours at a time, so I don't, you know, I don't go cheap. And I was buying socks, you know, that are $14, $15 a pair. And there was one company that I bought two of their socks because I wore them in the past and I went through them in three runs. And when I say went through them, my heel was sticking out. And so I was really struggling trying to find a sock that worked. And so as I was kind of researching it, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if these exist. But I wonder if there's any American-made socks in this world. So I went through and I found this website called USA Love List. And it listed some socks that are made here. And there was a couple athletic ones. Well, one was a company called Boldfoot Socks. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a cool name. Let me try them. So I ordered a pair. They got there, put them on. So I'm running in. I'm like, well, these feel pretty good. They're pretty comfortable. You know, they I've lasted more than three runs. So that's a good thing. So I ordered a couple more pair and they came in. I was still training everything, went and did my run with those on my hundred K, uh, got done and loved them. I mean, it just, it felt good. My feet felt good. I was blister free. And so I did something that I never do. I actually reached out to the company and told them, Hey, I love your socks. So it was a pretty short email. I just said, Hey, I want to let you guys know your socks are amazing. They got me through my hundred K. Would you care if I mentioned them in my blog that I, that nobody reads? And, um, they got back to me. Um, this is the president of the company named Brad. Well, Brad emails me back and says, yeah, that'd be great. You know, thank you. You could talk about us all you want. That was the first paragraph. The second paragraph said, I know this is an odd question, but would you like to buy the company? So, we went from a sock review to a business proposition and I started laughing. I'm like, what? So I emailed him back and I'm like, is this serious? Is this a joke? You know? And I'm like, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. And he responded back. He goes, no, he goes, it's not a joke at all. He goes, you seem to like him. What do you think? Well, and you, I mean, you, you work in law enforcement, right? That's correct. And your your folks here, we've got a farmer and a teacher. And my brother-in-law, who is the uh, the brains of the operation. I mean, I always tell people, if you've ever got a pair of socks from us, it's because he did it. Um, you know, he works in manufacturing. And, you know, my two other brothers are, um, 
you know, part ownership too. They're in maintenance. We know nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bit, the closest thing we have to a business person in, with us is my dad and mom, you know, being farmers. So I get this and I start researching a company a little bit and he, uh, the owner is uh, out of North Carolina. So I was thinking, hey, if we buy this company, we got to move. You know, that's how companies work. I showed you how little I know. Um, so I actually called my uh, sister and brother-in-law first. They were traveling somewhere. I think they're going up Milwaukee. They picked up the phone. I'm like, I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're on our way to Milwaukee. I'm like, okay. I go, you want to move to North Carolina? And they're like, why? I said, I don't know. You want to buy a sock company? And they just laughed. So I told them the story. And that was kind of the end of our conversation. They kind of chuckled and moved on. And then I called my parents and said, you guys want to buy a sock company? And I think they were the most enthusiastic and they're like, well, tell us more. And I'm like, I don't know anymore. Cause I don't know anything. And, uh, and long story short, that was in maybe April of last year and then give or take. And then, uh, by September, late August, September, we owned bold foot socks. <laughs> so, and nobody had to move to North Carolina. No, no one has moved to North Carolina. <laughs> we're still farming. And, we're still doing yeah, we're the still law farming. enforcement. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We we still all do our thing. And, I mean, we put as you know much effort and time as we can. And, again, my brother-in-law does, does the majority of it. I get the fun stuff, like, you know, talking to you. Um, but, you know, he still lives in Burlington there in Iowa. And, yeah, hasn't really changed anything except it gave us something really cool to talk about. So, Cool. Well, and, and walk me through why is it important to you, but also why should consumers care about being American-made start to finish? Um, I'll give my perspective, and that, you know, I, like, I think uh, Dad probably has one also. Um, and this, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it, it was everything. It, it was that I would have never bought their socks. I, if I did and he asked me to buy it and they were imported in any way, I would have never even considered it. Um, so, you know, it's so hard to find things that are American made that when you find something that's amazing, American made, it's like, okay, this is it. Um, so it's so important to me that, you know, it's Americans that are, you know, getting our materials. It's Americans that are producing the socks, you know, and it's mainly Americans that are behind the sock. And, you know, the hosiery, they call it in North Carolina that makes them, you know, he has employees and so we know we are a very small part of it, but we are a small part of the people of this hosiery having jobs. And that that means everything to me. I mean, it just, like I said, you know, you want to buy a toaster oven, good luck. You know, it's hard to find one here. But the fact that we own a company that, you know, our motto is grown here, sown here. Um, you know, that from dirt to your foot, these things are here. They're made here. You know, you see some sock companies that say, made in the USA, but you look into it, it'll say made in USA from imported products. Well, that's not us. If you want to look at imported, it, the, ours are imported from Georgia, Alabama, North Carolina. That's where ours come from. And I, I just, I can't say enough that I would have nothing to do with it if it, that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. Steve, anything to add to that? <clears throat> no, Josh is right. That's 100% of the reason why we own a company is because of that. We're all very patriotic and We've seen that what we've researched, 99% of socks sold in America are produced overseas. So that leaves 1% of socks sold in America, American-made. And it's hard to penetrate 
the Walmarts and the Kmarts of the world or the Targets of the world with your American product when Walmart can buy Chinese or socks for three pair for, you know, six dollars. I'm not sure what it is. So, but no, we're, we have a niche market. We're really happy with it. We're, we'd love to see it expand, but we're not going to compromise our, our more, or our thoughts on this. It's going to be 100% grown and sewn here. Mm-hmm. Well, and to have mm-hmm. it be, I mean, it's family owned, right? right. I mean, it's, it's you guys and, and that's it. There's yeah. no venture capitalist. There's no outside funding. Okay. And, and Josh, you mentioned from dirt to foot. Now, I don't know anything about cotton, but I assume there's different types of cotton that are grown and raised and that makes different quality of socks. There is. Um, there's one specifically that our, our dress socks are partially made out of called Supima cotton. It's just, to, for lack of better terms, it's a super nice cotton. <laughs> it's really soft and very durable. Um, and then, you know, I mean, that's really kind of the big difference between like our dress socks and anybody else's. Um, this may not answer your question, but like I was just kind of comparing, you know, our sock to a very, very large, large sock corporation that most people see on commercials every day. You know, our sock, dress socks, I'm talking, are 75% cotton. Theirs are 63. Again, cotton is for that softness. Um, you know, ours are 23% nylon, you know, which adds to um, the durability of it, the stretch and all that stuff, you know, to their 15%. So, again, this is a company that has, you know, 19 commercials every show, um, and they're also an imported sock, um, you know, compared to us, which we think is a weirdly a superior product that has better cotton and you know more durability than even the ones we know Mm -hmm. well i will say i don't run marathons i don't i mean i would be lucky to do a 5k someday but i did order a a three-pack of dress socks a couple weeks ago and had them on and then i can i can personally testify to the comfort so they're they're good good well glad to hear that we are recording this conversation here on july 1st coming up on july 4th weekend and and that's why because of the holiday wanted to actually have this conversation with you guys because we owe our independence as a country to the sacrifice made of our, our armed service uh, men and women and, and, and veterans. And that's a big giving back is a big part of your business model as well. Can you tell, tell us a little bit more about about um, your involvement there? Yeah. So, you know, we uh, promise 5% of all of our proceeds go to a um, veteran charity. Um and it was something that actually took us a long time. We did a lot of research on different ones and I even put it out to some of our you know, customers, like give us some suggestions and they did. And we went back and forth. And finally um, we decided one on the, it's, it's called team foster. It's a uh, organization that trains service dogs for veterans. And of course, when I think service dogs, you know, I think people just, you know, walk through the airport, but they're like, no, this is for, you know, people who have lost their sight, lost their hearing, have PTSD, um, you know, lost limbs, whatever. And it's insane, you know, things I didn't even know dogs could do. And when I was sitting down with their, um, the guy who runs the charity, he um, was telling me, you know, it costs like $25,000 to train a dog. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's kind of mind numbing. So what we end up doing is partner up with them for their two biggest um fundraisers which is near and dear to our heart one is a uh, like a hundred mile bike ride uh out in like philadelphia then they have a crazy one where it's a 24-hour spin bike race which is insane to me um but so what we end up doing is uh we're donating our socks to be a part of it 
And even if it was our first time, we wanted to do it right. Even though we promised 5%, we went way, way over that threshold because we found an organization that we think is really cool. And that, you know, means a lot to us. I mean, you know, my dad's a veteran, my, you know, my nephew, their grandson's a veteran, I'm a veteran and, you know, and we've all had friends and stuff go through different things, you know, with their military careers that, you know, could be struggling now, suffering through things. And the fact that we are in a position to give back to them is, you know, means everything. And, you know, it's kind of along with the American made thing. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't own this company either. So. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to make sure that that we mentioned to our listeners that this isn't just a, a charity organization you wanted to be a part of just because it sounded good. You actually have personal experience. You know, like you mentioned, you're a veteran. Steve here is a veteran. Uh, so we want to make sure to, to thank you for your service and and the time you spent protecting our country. Um, so, yeah, that's just really cool how it's a personal connection for you, but then also being a part of, you know, helping others through this business as well. Hopefully by now we've got listeners that are intrigued. Maybe they want to have that subpoena cotton on their own foot, American-made, family-owned. So how can they follow your company and, and buy your socks and be a part of what you guys have going on? So the easiest way to uh, purchase them is on uh, boldfoot.com. And that, boldfoot. can you spell that for us? Yes, B-O-L-D-F-O-O-T.com. And that will have every pair we have. And uh, one time... My brother-in-law went through and looked and by style, color, size, everything um, combined, there are like 200 choices. It's crazy what we have, you know, from dress socks to compression socks to athletic socks. Uh, to follow us, we do have an Instagram page and a Facebook page. Um, our Instagram is just simply at Boldfoot, and then our Facebook is at Boldfoot Socks. And uh, those are kind of cool to follow because we try to put, you know, cool pictures of, you know, people doing, you know, fun, cool things on there, or us just doing things. And, uh, and then we run, uh, we routinely run some, you know, discounts and stuff like that, generally around, you know, Memorial Day, uh, 4th of July, Father's Day and things like that. So again, you know, at Boldfoot on Instagram and then at Boldfoot Socks on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And locally, I don't know, we may have to cut this if it doesn't happen, but the Belted Cow Orchard just down the road from us the might be carrying your socks. Yep, you don't have to cut this. They actually just put in an order. Uh, my mom and dad picked it up picked it up about a week ago, so yep, we're good to go. Went there for the first time a couple of weeks ago when I was back home, and their coffee's awesome, and that's a cool little store. But, All right. But just I was going to add, of course, I have dress socks on right at the moment, but we are... We have two distinctive, the dress and the athletics, or the athletics are made totally, do you agree, Josh, totally different than yeah, the dress? Very, very different. I mean, that's what we wear in our... Yeah, our athletic socks are 77% polypropylene, which is, um, again, it's comfortable, but more importantly, it wicks and dries very quickly. So when you're out there running, sweating and everything, you know, you don't want, because that's, you know, especially running, you know, you get that sweat in between your toes rubbing, that's where blisters form. And these things are absolutely amazing. And we have ankle socks and we have, uh, you know, shin high socks that have cool designs and stuff like that, too. And they're all made exactly the same. Yeah, I saw on so, your uh, your website you got a Sock of the Month Club. Yep, Sock of the Month, yep. Never been in a sock club before. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really neat. We have a few members. Yeah, you get a you can either pick it or uh, we send you a random sock, you know, every month for three months, six months, a year, um, whatever you want. You know, so people kind of like just the randomness of, here you go, you know, and... Yeah, go to the mail and boom, hey, cool, new sock. So, yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> That's right. 
So, all right. Well, to close this out, what else would you like to mention? Have we missed anything that um, maybe you'd like to leave the listeners with? Well, other than the fact that they hold up and they protect your feet. If you have trouble with... I used to, when we did the Grand Canyon hike, I was experiencing a lot of blistering and before Boldfoot and the races I've done since, whatever reason, you don't, they just protect your feet. And that's, if you're out there on your feet a lot, the the athletics or if your legs are tired at night, the compression socks are what you might want to have a pair of. Yep, 100% agree. Yeah, it's it's been a fun ride for us and we want to see where it goes and um yeah. And, you know, again, I, I thank you for having us on and, you know, um, uh, we, I, I guess I'm pretty biased, but our socks are pretty cool and <laughs> I think everybody love them. So yeah, they, I think dad said it best. They hold up and they actually protect is a good word. They protect your feet from what can happen. So, and that's running, farming, going to work, whatever it is you do, I guarantee it, they'll, they'll work out for you. So if I can add one last thing about them is we have what's called a three month, um, um, basically no questions asked return policy. If you weren't for three months, cause it's not for me, you send us an email, we send you your refund. If they get a hole in them, we apologize immediately and we send you a refund and which is rare if ever. Um, but so you can go beat the tar out of them and you know what, three months later, if they're beat up and you know, and you need a new pair, you get them. So, cause we guarantee the I buy out guarantee you the last year longer than that. So. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time and appreciate you gentlemen sharing with us. And boldfoot.com is how they can order online, check out Facebook page and Instagram. And, uh, yep, just uh, wanted to repeat, you know, coming into the Independence Day weekend. And thank you for the the support you will do with our veterans. And thank you for your service as well. Thank you very much. All right, that does it for today's special Independence Day episode. If you'd like to give Boldfoot socks a try, be sure to check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or boldfoot.com. That's B-O-L-D-F-O-O-T.com, and you can order right from there. We are Heritage Ag Solutions, helping you leave a legacy that lasts. We'll catch you next time.